This is the Mix 500 podcast. The spaghetti to our meatballs to put together the ultimate mix tape. I'm Rob Rashute here with Jeff Gehring, and we have a silent guest tonight, <laughs> Jeff. Mrs. Rashute is making her debut on the Mix 500 podcast, and she says that she'll. What'd you say? If I have something to say. I'll speak if I feel like it. <laughs> Making her shy debut. <laughs> so she'll speak if she feels like it. Uh, what say you, Jeffrey? Well, we're on mix 20. Or mix 19. Actually, this is mix 19. <laughs> okay, mix 19. What's the title? Title is Make Yourself, which I'll bet some... Since we ended on an Incubus song on uh, mix... 15, I'm betting this one starts off with one with that title, since that was a popular album during this time frame was Make Yourself by Incubus, so that's seeming like that's where that title is coming from, so it's got to be around, what, 2001, 2000, when this was made? Sounds about right. So, should we hop to it and see if you're right? Yeah, let's, let's, let's see what track one brings us. definitely incubus uh, the name of the song escapes me but you know i didn't pick it up on shazam so i think it's an acoustic version because i know i had some uh, different versions of, of some of their music um back then but i'm trying to think uh i can't really think of the name i know we would know it if it was probably the real version yeah it wasn't make yourself no uh I don't know. I'd have to dig back. That was the, the softer side of the Make Yourself album, I think. Yep, it sure was. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brandon Boyd's got a good voice, so. I'm... Starting this one off slow. Yeah. Just, could this be one of your ladies' mixes? I guess we'll, only time will tell. No, I think this one's going to probably vary with that title. I'm thinking it definitely is going to be more... Yeah, but Buried. a lot of your mixes, you like to come in with a bang. ACDC on a couple of the last ones that we heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what's next. But that was actually a decent intro song, too, though he just kind of was ramping up. I guess. I mean, I'd say nine times out of ten, you're usually right out of the gates. You start well, off like a, like a lion, not like a lamb. <laughs> but we're lambing it up. The lion was asleep during this one. <laughs> Here's track two. Meet me in outer space. We could spend the night. Watch the earth come up. I've grown tired of that place. Won't you come with me? 
Another Incubus tune, obviously acoustic. <laughs> it was the acoustic edition of Stellar. So we've gone quite slow with the Incubus here. Are we going to have an uh, entire Incubus acoustic album here? No, I don't know. Or a, a full Incubus mix? No, I doubt I have a full Incubus mix. I don't think I've ever done a whole mix of just one band. Well, what if this is just like you didn't have the this CD, which was, uh, what was it? Make Yourself? No, oh, yeah, that's, that's, right. CD. <laughs> that's the title of it. Well, you made your own Make Yourself, it sounds like. Yeah. I think I did when I originally had it, because I had just like a mix of Incubus songs from like Napster, and I originally just kind of oh. made my own Incubus at first, and then got the whole album. How do you make your own Incubus? Just a mix of like songs I liked from... Uh, First couple albums of theirs. I guess that's one way to do it. Fungus Among Us and uh, 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 the second Science. album, Science, and then uh, Make Yourself. Those three albums. Some Fungus classes. Among Us was a good one. <laughs> I'd like to hear some of those older ones, but the way this is going, this is slow and steady. Well, let's see what track three brings. <laughs> Switched it up. Yeah. Um, I know that's from uh, one of the Mission Impossibles. I forget which one. But I remember that from that soundtrack. I had a couple other soundtracks. Do you remember the name of the band? Beginning with a P. I don't remember the, the full name. It was The Pimps. Oh, The Pimps. <laughs> a song called Rocket Science. Well, um, that one did kind of just slap you in the face. Like, hello. <laughs> We're going to switch it up that, on you. You definitely switched it up there. You woke me up a little bit after <laughs> going into that acoustic uh, daze with Incubus. Uh, you're right, though. That is from the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. Uh, that was a good movie. No. Yeah. The Pimps, though. Um, were they a big influence on you growing up? Not at all. I think that's just a song from a soundtrack that like, I enjoyed. Um during that time, uh, they actually had some interesting soundtracks for those movies. Being that Mission Impossible is not one you would think that would have a bunch of good songs, but they're in some of their uh, fight sequences or race, like our car chase scenes, they would have some good songs. They are, uh, at least still have an active website, The Pimps Do, <laughs> at thepimps.org. <laughs> How the heck did they get that? <laughs> uh, Rockford, Illinois. I don't think I've ever heard any other other songs, to be honest. I've never but. heard them before. 
That wasn't too bad, though. Yeah, let's see what uh, track four brings. Maybe we're on the right track here. Your boy. The, it's the Kid Rock wannabe. <laughs> that's what he sounded like there. Yeah, he definitely sounds like Kid Rock. But. I guess that's what, yeah, that's pretty much what he sounds like. Everybody's favorite uncle, Uncle Cracker. What You Looking At was the name of that song. What You Looking At, some bitch? I'm looking at my <laughs> Uncle Cracker <laughs> in his uh, El Dorado. What's... Which, by the way, our guest kind of vacated. We're done to a duo. <laughs> Yep, that didn't last long. And that's a shame, because I had some, some questions for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what we got next? Track 5? We're zooming through this one. tune for you yeah that was really strange because at first Shazam didn't pick it up picked up a, a band called Good vs. Evil huh interesting we'll have to look them up after this at the end see what the heck they got but yeah that was definitely Deftones um, I don't remember the tune the, the, the uh, song but that's from White Pony it sure was that was RX Queen. That was a great album. You did like that Stars. album. Yeah. Um, I think that you and I both went to that concert where it was Deftones and Incubus, but we went separately. Yeah, you went... Um, you actually were living down here, and I was living up there. So I went to the concert in D.C. You went to the one down here. But yeah. Same tour. And I think they were only days apart, too. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun tour. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, in our concert, he like started like going all over the arena singing. Yeah, I think he did that in ours. And Incubus, their light show was awesome. I remember their light show just being incredible. They had a light show. They did a lot of drumming. Yeah, a lot of drumming. Giant djembe that Brandon Boyd brought out and played on. I'm trying to think. what There was an opening act, though. Um, I can't remember who they were, but they were actually pretty good. I don't remember either. Yeah, there wasn't an, an opening act to that tour that was pretty decent. Um, 
I just remember that that show. I went with uh, Nick, and we were standing, waiting for Deftones to come on. And as soon as they started, it was like the parting of the Red Sea. Both me and him were like in the middle of the mosh pit, and we separated from each other, and we didn't see each other until the last song of the Deftones set. (laughs) (laughs) One of those types of concerts, where you get separated, find each other at the end, and tell a whole bunch of stories. Now, you don't have any crazy mosh pit stories? Not from that one. That one I just really enjoyed the show and was just kind of bouncing around the crowd up front. And were you on? You were on the floor. On the floor, like only a couple rows back. I was real close the whole time. Oh really? I and wasn't. I was. But on for the Incubus, side. I um, we actually got up in the stands, and that's why I saw the the light show really well, um, being up in the stands. But for Deftones, we got down on the floor. And that was awesome. All right, let's see what track six got for us. tell from the voice as soon as I heard it. <laughs> One of the great Robs in music, besides <laughs> myself. He's uh, actually, I love his directing too, some of his movies he's done are great. What's your favorite Rob Zombie movie? Um, that would be Devil's Rejects. Yeah, for sure. The best one. What about House of a Thousand Corpses? Well, that's the, Devil's Rejects is the sequel to that, actually. Um, oh, I didn't know that. House of a Thousand Corpses was pretty crazy. Um, but it was still good. I enjoyed it. But Devil's Rejects was just awesome. And the music in Devil's Rejects, that soundtrack was just awesome. Perfect. Really cool soundtrack. Something you didn't expect from Rob Zombie, actually. There's a lot of like more classic rock and country. You didn't expect it from him. And he, the what inspired him for that soundtrack was the music that actually influenced him to ever get into music. That's what that whole soundtrack's about. I didn't realize that he... Directed the movie Halloween, the twenty or two thousand and seven version. I think that's the one with Busta Rhymes in it. <laughs> no, he's not in that one. Okay, I don't think I saw this one. I remember I the one he... you're talking about. That was like the one where they tried to get all like reality. Yeah. Episode that was definitely wasn't the Rob Zombie one. I know he did one. Um, he was working on, and I'm still waiting on it. Uh, the Broad Street Bullies movie. He's actually was picked to direct it and help write it. That's so, crazy. So it could be a really interesting movie. I'm I'm really... I know it hasn't been canceled. He's probably just taking his time making it because I think he wants to make it right. He's interviewed all the old players and... and <laughs> so it should be that's, really cool. Yeah. That's just a weird fit, though. Is he really like a hockey fan? He is a hockey fan. Um, but I think... It, I agree with you. It was, it was an odd choice. But at the same time, after watching like Devil's Rejects and how how the filming of that was and some of the actual cinematography, I think it could be really interesting. And I think he'll, he'll nail the music of the time frame. I think he'll get that just right. I bet. I gotta check out that Halloween movie. He did Halloween 2 in 
2009 also. Huh. I don't think I saw either one of those. So, those so what was that song name? Seemed like for that one? reboots. Uh, yeah, we didn't say the song name. Good call. That was Scum of the Earth, Rob Zombie. That'd be a fun show to see, just stand in the back. <laughs> Nowadays. <laughs> I don't know you if I... wouldn't get in there with the other, no. the zombie crew? Well, it would be an interesting crowd now, and most would be older people anyway, because I don't think younger kids really know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, it'd probably be a very subdued crowd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people who uh, love his films... Actually, it still would be a pretty scary crowd, I think. Yeah. <laughs> just older, scary people. <laughs> All right, track seven. recognize that song at all but the lyrics were hilarious you can't go wrong with the eagle that feeds you ties you up and suffocates you (laughs) favorite little monkey drags you down and complicates you very interesting beginning of the song that makes no sense the eagle's feeding you and then it suffocates you (laughs) and then your favorite little monkey complicates you after he drags you down (laughs) what band was that that's a band that's been on before. Uh, the most creative band name ever. MDFMK. Oh. <laughs> the side project of KMFDM, which we've had on uh, one of the mixes before. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. The song, it was called Stare at the Sun. I'm going to have to listen to that after this just to hear the rest of some of those <laughs> yeah, lyrics. Those lyrics were interesting. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is an interesting mix. And that was... Fitting for the KMFDM, MDMFK. Yeah. Say that ten times fast. (laughs) I I feel like you kind of just threw this mix together. No. um, At the time, this is definitely a lot of the music I listened to at the time, so... I wouldn't be surprised, though, if I threw in a random rap song. (laughs) This was... So this is Mix 19, uh, which followed Mix 18, The Shiznit. Yes. And that one was all over the place, so... (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that was a good lead into this, so I want to see where we're going here. Track eight.
Alright, so... It kind of sounded like corn, but I don't think it was. I thought it sounded more like Deftones. I don't know, that that bass sounded a little bit more like, uh... What was his name? The corn basses? I can't remember his name. But no Shazam on that one. Uh, So, if you know what that song was, you can always reach out to us on Twitter, at Mix500Podcast, and you can win something from our garage. Uh, uh, hopefully it'll be music related. Early 2000 metal fans, you, you should know that too. Yeah, that should be an easy one. That's a gimme. That is what you call a gimme. Alright, let's see what track 9's got. Perfect circle. That's not Tool, but that's Maynard singing. How'd you know? Um, because I know that song, and the reason I know that song is Jade um, just actually texted me like a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago, sending me a Perfect Circle song, and it happened to be this one. Uh, listening to him live on like I think it was like Jay Leno or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Perfect Circle is still on TV. No, it was an old. <laughs> it was an old clip. He just. Found oh, it and okay. texted it to me, so we were sending back and forth like some old songs. That back was in the day. yeah, Perfect Circle was an American rock super group. Yeah, I mean, you know, they actually were really good, um, fun to listen to, good lyrics, good singing, just overall good band. But I saw them live, and Maynard just stood there with a whiskey bottle in hand, singing in the mic, and literally stood still the whole time, didn't it, move. It, was it good? He still sounded good, but. You kind of want the singer to move a little bit, not just stand there like a statue. (laughs) (laughs) And drink a bottle of whiskey. (laughs) Kind of like Mrs. Rashute on this podcast. (laughs) Except without the the bottle of whiskey. Uh, Instead, with a steel reserve. (laughs) No, that was, uh, what was that? Is that song called Judas? Yeah. I think it's about his daughter or somebody like a... Something along those lines, big inspiration to him. If you uh, listen I hope to lyrics. It's around uh, or based on someone named Judith. But yeah, I remember that album when that came out. Like uh, they did a big tour, and right around when like Deftones and Incubus were actually touring, I saw them at Meriwether Post Pavilion. Yep, this was back uh, right around two thousand. Yep, the good old Napster days. That was a hit song. You had Perfect Circle going at it against uh, like Backstreet Boys <laughs> <laughs> for the top of the charts. All right, let's track ten, Brigus. It's significant, you the like and let me live, ow, ow. 
disturbed. For yeah. sure. Um, stupefied? That was no. violence no. fetish. No. Violence <laughs> fetish. Yeah. I saw them a couple times come to Baltimore. I've never seen Disturbed. It was an interesting show. Were you down with the sickness? I don't know. That's one I kind of... The show was... It was interesting. Was it a... Kind of like a wall of noise most of the time. <laughs> Very loud. Yeah. But... Man, I didn't realize... Still fun, but... That, that one came out in 2002. So obviously this was made in 2002 then. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. That that came out in 2000. So it was probably okay. in 2000. Yeah, we're looking at 2000, 2001 when this was made. That's what I'm pretty sure when this mix was made. Yeah, I was never a huge disturbed. I'm fan. pretty sure it was actually 2000 because I was in a. That's when I was going to Towson University and uh, my freshman dorm. One of my good buddies um, was a huge Incubus fan, so we would trade back and forth songs and. He actually played a seven-string guitar and was pretty darn good. Oh, that was like the main... we, had, we had a lot of musicians actually on that floor. Like we had a guy that was really good at bass and actually played a banjo. He could play guitar too, and then his um, cousin played uh, horns. And then we had another guy that played drums and two other guitarists. Why and... didn't you guys start a band? Well, we definitely would jam jam all the time, but no, we never started a band because we all liked very different music. Like, so it was kind of, I mean, obviously the guy that plays banjo is not going to want to play with a guy playing seven string guitar. <laughs> that would be interesting. I don't yeah. think anyone's ever done that. No, uh, but we all hung out and we all still got along. So, but, right. well, if you started a band, what would you name it? If I started a band right now, what would I name it? Well, I don't know. I guess back then, since you're in that back then frame of mind. Oh, uh, back then I was, was in a seven. band called the Lighter Thieves, actually. The Lighter Thieves. Yep. Bunch of jerks. Yeah. You're bad. <laughs> that was Nick, uh, Little Rob, actually, and, and myself. Did you ever actually play a show on we stage? Played, um, <laughs> or we played uh, the Stone Cellar. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> no, but we played there a couple times, and uh, just little random places in Old Elkett City. Just a couple times, and then, unfortunately, Little Rob passed away. A sad ending. Yeah, but we were... Technically, yes, you could call us all lighter thieves because uh, if you handed us a lighter, it most likely went in our pocket and we didn't really realize it. <laughs> Nick was probably the smoothest out of that. But uh, You know what I would name a band if I was naming a band or starting one? The Beatles 2. No, it would suck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think I could do that? Nope. Uh, I saw a movie uh, that just came out not too long ago this summer called uh, Pop Star. That uh, got like a one star rating. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It was like one of those comedies that with Andy Sandberg, which is just like stupid comedy about this guy who's a pop star. They're well, it's all about a Saturday Night Live skit that turned into a movie. Oh, is that what it was? I yeah. don't think I've seen the Saturday Night Live skit, but it's basically, you know, they make fun of like Justin Bieber. Uh, that, that's what I pretty much got from it but it's so funny because uh, his first uh, album like he started with the boy band and his first solo album he named Thriller 2 <laughs> so that's where I got Beatles 2 for my solo yeah. pop star but that was, I, I thought it was a pretty funny movie it's about music kind of <laughs> maybe I'd call my new band name The Angle of the Dangle oh <laughs> gotta think about that one <laughs> All right, here's track 11. To the left. <laughs> 
shows back up with Stellar but that's the actual real version that's right that's true okay so you got two different versions yeah the acoustic and the funny um, story when when I hear that song because actually one of the times I jammed out and uh, the dude Eric that played the banjo recorded us I was singing and we were doing a cover where we actually threw in some of that song we were kind of just like randomly doing a bunch of stuff but I I sang it and I don't know how I did it, but I actually sounded a little bit like him. I, to this day, I can never sing like that again. But Why don't you try it? No. I'm going to pull up the lyrics for you. No, that's okay. So back to the, back to the, you know. But yeah, no, that's actually, you know, what I used to play a lot more. And it was funny because I remember listening back and I didn't recognize that was actually my voice. But it was Eric. It was like, that That was you. It was like, you actually sang How'd it there. How'd you that do time. that? <laughs> I think I was just in a zone and just kind of. Zoned out and just went with it. Got to do that more often. That was, if I can get a voice like that going. <laughs> that was the, the Lighter Thieves' greatest day. Yeah, that wasn't with the Lighter Thieves. That was just us jamming around. That was when you met like Adam and, and some of that crew. That's right around when yeah, I started yeah. meeting them when we were doing some of those jams. So Little house jams at the Towson dorms. Let's see what track 12 brings. Thank you very much. But that is Jane's addiction. Jane says, "I knew it from the freaking first whistle," because I just know the intro to that song so well. I love that tune and that live version of it. Yeah, and Shazam caught it too. Uh, it says it's from a 2006 remastered live version. So that well, that's it's a remaster, but that's from like '98. From an older concert. I think yeah. it's actually from um, uh, God, what was that tour? Big tour, um, Lollapalooza. I think that's actually from a Lollapalooza show. Um, but that song, I'll tell you right now, will be on Mix 500. Whoa! Whoa! Don't jump the shark! No, I'm ben. telling you right now, that's one of my favorite tunes. The, this I live love version? That. This yes, version that we just version. heard the that first version. 30 seconds That inspired... 
that a lot of um, different styles of music. Like I, you know, I like to play hand drums, and it inspired listening to that song inspired me how to mix certain type of music together with hand drums and really kind of play with it. I just really enjoy that tune and find that I really want to see James Addiction live one day just to hear him play that. That would make my day for sure. That's true. Let's let's. You know, we like to address the kids on this show t- sometime, from time to time. Oh, the kids let's should tell, let's tell the kids enjoy that the, song. They need to listen to Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction is great. And uh, what, what was it? Porno for Pyros was the other spinoff group oh, from yeah. them. Um, that was fun. They yeah. had some fun songs, too. And I've actually played some of their songs for, for my kids, and they enjoyed it. They liked this song. Jane says, Actually, yeah, Meadow, I, you have to see her dance to this song. It's quite... It's really good. She does a really good kind oh, of... really? Uh, contemporary dance to this. Ooh, ballet, tap. She mixes um, <laughs> hip hop more. She mixes more jazz with uh, ballet into this. Very nice, very nice. Jane says though, yeah, that's a good song. I can see uh, why you put that on, and I do like that version, a, a yeah. classic version of that song. But yeah, you, we didn't, we didn't even really get into it because uh, it's, it's just listening. It's a long that. beginning and. I mean, we're already a minute in. I would love to play more as yeah. it gets going. But well, you know, we have a solution so people can listen. That one listen is to that one on the Spotify playlist for yeah. sure. If you look up Mix Five Hundred podcast on Spotify, you'll find that song and almost every other song that we have played so far on this mix. And you can listen to that mix uh, on Spotify. You're welcome. Mix nineteen. All right. Here's track thirteen. there actually kind of sounded like Tom Morello for a second. A little influence from Tom Morello, I could kind of tell, but I can't think of who that was unless that was a live... That was early Prophets of Rage. Yeah. Real early. (laughs) (laughs) No, no Shazam on that one. Uh, I couldn't really pick that one out either. I really couldn't tell who that um, was. That one I definitely would have to listen all the way through to see if I could pick it out again, but uh, some had some interesting... Tones to it. I think they're obviously influenced by Rage Against the Machine, though. Maybe, maybe. I mean, there's no way to certain be certain about that, Jeffrey, because uh, we have no idea who it is. Yeah, but <laughs> they had that sound. Like I said, if you can uh, tweet us on your old tweet machine on the Twitter box uh, at Mix Five Hundred Podcast, you can tell us who it is, and we'll thank you. We'll thank you next episode or whenever you get back to us, and. Send you some sweet swag. And Rob will tell you the angle of his dangle. To the left. To the left, to the left. <laughs> Here's track 14. <laughs> 
that song at all and I can tell you right now as somebody that's worked in the studio that singer would drive me insane oh come he's, on you still out of tune it's insane <laughs> like, put some auto tune on that guy <laughs> well, that probably explains why we've never heard of that <laughs> uh, that was a band called Tin Fed one word Tin um, Fed I, yeah. I remember that band name I think I saw them live at one point the song name was Immune and, you know, 824 other people have Shazammed that horrible voice, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just because you had one day, one day, where you sounded like Brandon Boyd from Incubus doesn't mean you can judge. Yeah, I'd that. probably sound more like that guy now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Tin Fed. They broke up, by the way. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Shocker. Here's track 15. Recognize that? Nope. <laughs> From back in the day, Full Devil Jacket. Oh, Full Devil Jacket. Yeah, I had one of their albums. I remember that band. That song's called Wanna Be a Martyr. Pretty think... hardcore stuff you were listening to back then, buddy. Yeah. Pretty hardcore. Uh, they have a pretty interesting album cover, which is just like a uh, an endless road with some trees with no leaves on them. It must be uh, winter. Uh, and they have a sign that says FDJ uh, as kind of like a road sign, and it's on fire. Which brings me to my question here. If you were to have your band, uh, what, what is your band called again? The Lighter Th- Thieves? Lighter Thieves, yep. What would their album cover have on it? Uh, let's see. Well, we were when we were together, we were very heavily influenced by Sublime and the Blues. It was actually big, two big things that we tried to merge together. So you had that rock reggae, but throw in some blues in there. Um, you can't put that on an album cover. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think what would inspire us and what we were into back then. There's actually our first album cover would have probably been a picture that little Rob drew. That was all of our band. Um, and he was actually a pretty good artist. Uh, I would think that would probably be part of his drawings. When he passed, actually... <laughs> We found his other drawings that he did. Uh-oh. Dude was a definitely a nudie drawer. Did a lot of little Strong, porn drawings that were some naked, quite, a, quite out there. <laughs> like naked women? Oh, yeah. Doing some promiscuous stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> we had to hide those drawings from uh, a lot of people. <laughs> that's an interesting uh, fact, I guess. I wonder, I wonder if Paul has any of those, actually. 
I think he has him framed. As a memento. Yeah, he should. Uh, yeah, I'm along the same lines where if I was going to make an album cover, I think I'd have to create it myself. Yeah. It's the only way I could do it. I could probably do something cool with photography and Photoshop now, but... Um, I'd, I'd want to hand draw it. Yeah. I just don't know what. I think I actually still have the drawing he did of the band. Well, I'll find it. We'll tweet po- it. We'll post it. Let's tweet it. I'll try to find it. All right. Here's track 16. <laughs> Definitely was a switch to SR-71. <laughs> Got a little punkier <laughs> immediately. Yeah, SR-71. That that did sound familiar, that song. What's it called? Right Now. Right Now, yep. Um, gosh, that reminds me of that other band, too. Uh, S- and, uh, I'm, blanking, S- I'm blanking on their name, though. SR-71. Um... Phoenix TX, it kind of reminds yeah, me. Yeah, Phoenix of. TX, yep. So that's who I thought it was at first. That song, like, it makes me want to skateboard, and I don't even skateboard. <laughs> it must have been from, like, a Tony Hawk video game. Maybe. The original Tony Hawk, uh, I'm pretty sure, had that song on it, or one of those Tony Hawk games, you know? Oh, yeah, and I used to definitely rock some Tony Hawk back in the day. Um, <laughs> sophomore year, I remember <laughs> somebody busted open my door, and I had. Uh, two hoses of hookah in my mouth and I was freaking on like a million plus point run in Tony Hawk <laughs> buffing on the hookah. <laughs> Do you have any pictures of that? No, but I remember him just like kind of stopping and looking at me and be like, are you like, holy shit. <laughs> there, hey, I was right. This, this is a song that is used a lot uh, around film and even the radio. <laughs> Uh, the song is featured in the soundtracks to 2000 film Loser. Remember that? With uh, the guy from American Pie. Oh, yeah. Jason Bigman, <laughs> is that his name? Uh, 2001 video game Splashdown. I don't remember that game. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, okay, it was a uh, jet skiing game. <laughs> so not I might have played a demo of that game, actually. Not skateboarding. That was back in the PS2 days. When we were tearing it up next-gen PS2. Uh, yeah, and let's see what else. Major League Baseball 2K9. So they were holding that one out for until 2009 for the baseball. Sounds game. right for sports, like major sports. They pull songs that are like 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, what else? Dude, where's my car? Was in the trailer. <laughs> uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> Some oh, classic wow. stoner films. Uh, Dude, where's my car? What a bad film, but still funny. And right now, it is used on the nationally syndicated radio program, The Schnitt Show, which is uh, the show of uh, MJ, who used to be the morning radio guy in Tampa, or one of them. Uh, Not to be confused with Bubba the Love Sponge, but... Yeah, he's using that song, I guess, on his show right now. So yeah, a lot of... 
lot of TV and, and other commercial use for that song. I knew I recognized it from somewhere. All right. Let's go to the next track. Track 17. We could play more of that song, but that's Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. I knew Do it. you remember what year that song came out? 98? 96. Oh. That song's 20 years old. Wow. I remember jamming to that song with my brother, actually, in his little Suzuki Samurai when he was driving <laughs> me to school. <laughs> you remember that car? Yeah. <laughs> um, and just picturing you guys listening to this song. with it, He had a little tiny Suzuki Samurai, which... By the way, picture a Tonka toy, life-size. It's basically, <laughs> like, that thing is tiny, and he drove like a maniac in that car. <laughs> like, we actually flipped it completely over and ended up right back on all four wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and But I remember jamming to that song, and he had two 12-inch subwoofers in the back. <laughs> that th- tiny little thing. <laughs> I bet the song never sounded better. Yeah, I'm trying to find good out times, what, good times. what Mr. Manson's up to these days. He actually was acting. He was in Sons oh, yeah. of Anarchy the last season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he play himself? or No, he, he played a, a guy in prison who actually he was um, the leader of the uh, um, white supremacists, the Nazis, in jail. <laughs> he was the leader of their group in jail. Well, it turns out that he just announced this week uh, that he is having his 10th studio album released on Valentine's Day 2017. <laughs> and I couldn't think of a better way to, to spend the day with my wife than listening to the brand new Marilyn Manson CD. As she completely ignores me. <laughs> Uh, is that it? Nope, there's track 18. Here we go. Power Man 5000. Wrong uh, Dang, space I keep rock wrong. band. <laughs> it gets confusing with these space rock bands. 
that was the classic Static X who we've met uh-huh. before. Yep. Uh, that one was called I'm With Stupid, <laughs> which is one of my favorite t- uh, t-shirt combos. <laughs> I like to wear the uh, stupid shirt and have you wear the I'm With Stupid with the arrow pointing to the left. <laughs> uh, well, that was the last song. And it that was, was it. Oh. Was Static X. So you went in real soft and easy. You know, moistened us up a little bit, got us ready to to get a little bit more hardcore there, and then you bring us out with some, some Marilyn Manson and some Static X Space Rock. <laughs> the Mix Master, folks. So... So, Jeff, this is the time of the show where I have to ask you, and we already got a sneak peek of one of the songs, but uh, what songs are going to make Mix 500 on this album? If you can even tell me that at this point, I know a lot goes into this preparation to make the ultimate mixtape. That is definitely Jane's Addiction. Uh, Jane says it's favorite song off this mix, and it's definitely making Mix 500. I can tell you that for sure. That's the only one, though, huh? Yeah, honestly, out of that mix, that's the only one that'll make it. Um. Yeah, for sure. There's some interesting songs on that mix, but uh, the only other one that actually I would even consider just because of memories to it and is still a fun tune is Beautiful People, actually, by Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that one brought me back to 20 years ago. Uh, I'm going to go with you, though. I like to usually pick something different as far as my favorite, but I got to like uh, I gotta listen to that, James. Addiction song again. Jane says specifically that live version. I want to hear again. So yeah, uh, let's go listen to it again and um, tell the people next uh, next podcast we'll see them mix twenty. We'll be on mix twenty. A milestone. A huge, huge. I might do something special for mix twenty. Uh-huh. Uh, not making any promises, <laughs> uh, but mix twenty is going to be. What he's not telling you is he's going to wear nipple tassels. Yes. <laughs> so I have to go prepare for that while listening to Jane's Addiction. Until next time, folks. <laughs>